baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk, the 97.7. Glad you're joining us this morning. We're brought to you, as always, by the good doctor, David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. You'll see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. You can also chime in on the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762. Jamie Fox, Terry Walter, John Tabor running the show Odessa uh, this morning. Jamie, good morning to you, sir. Well, Terry, as you can tell by my very large cup of coffee, it's been a been a tough morning so far. Uh, having a little trouble waking up, but uh, nevertheless glad to be with you. And uh, a lot to get to today. Uh, by the way, seven, get ready, seven top 25 matchups this weekend. Most All will be televised, including Catholics versus convicts. Uh, can Iowa State continue their dream about uh, prostitution in uh, in uh, Opelousas back then? It was kind of a, eh, you know, you you kind of, Cat says you really shouldn't do that, but they'll say, well, here's, you know, here's a thousand bucks. You go, okay. We'll let it go. So you paid a, a, a nuisance fee. Yeah, but he'd take a 15-year-old, wipe him over the head with a swan, say, I teach you to respect the law. But uh, that was the way it was back then. Cat uh, do said in Opelousas at Beale Platt, much the same. Just down the road, um, where English is the second language down there. Oh, man, what I'm going to do, huh? Well, I can remember very much as a little boy going to the post office down there and uh, seeing two uh, two African-American guys just conversing in fluent French, and it blew me away. Uh, it sounded beautiful, and I didn't know where the hell am I. <laughs> They're probably telling me how short you were. Probably uh, so. Hey, look, we get accused on this show okay, mm-hmm. of sometimes a lot of things, ex- a lot of things, maybe accentuating the negative. I want to start, and i got a couple pretty good negatives today, but I want to start with something positive. Okay. I want to start with the good news in sports before we get into the Josh Gordons and uh, things of that nature. The the recently concluded World Series, classic, classic series, go seven games, the Astros go in, lose game six, win game seven on the road in Los Angeles. Uh, brilliant, brilliant series. Bought by all indications we had the one unfortunate moment uh when it was the racial slur against the uh the asian pitcher uh by one of the astros who was suspended for five games starting next year who was hispanic aside from that yeah. it was pretty good so the astros and everybody knows what they've been through in the city very tough time in houston the flooding etc with the with the hurricane yeah, tough tough go for houston but i want to give a hats off to the los angeles dodgers The Los Angeles Dodgers took out a full-page ad in the Houston Chronicle last week. Uh, It has a picture of a Dodger hugging one of the Astros, and it says, The Los Angeles Dodgers congratulate the Houston Astros on winning the 2017 World Series. You know what? Classy move by the Los Angeles Dodgers. A reminder of why you play the game. Sportsmanship matters. Congratulating your fellow opponent in victory or defeat. It's easier to congratulate them in victory. It's hard to to congratulate them in defeat. Hats off to the Los Angeles Dodgers 
baseball organization for making such a classy move. Uh, And this is coming from a a confirmed Dodger hater such as myself. Um, Wow. You know, NFL, NBA, are you paying attention? This is the way you market your product. And I think it's a very classy – I mean, and it was. It was a great series, an awesome series, maybe one of the best ever, uh, if not the best. Um, Of course, you know, hard to beat the Cubs and the the Indians last year too. And uh, But, again, this is what a full-page ad by the Los Angeles Dodger organization – which to me, Terry, proves your point over and over. If you get a chance to see it, it's just it's an awesome move on both the Dodgers' part and MLB baseball. I don't think Major League Baseball had anything to do with it. I think it's the Dodgers. Um, but baseball will take credit for it, and they rightfully should. Well, kudos, and then they should be sending that yep. to you know everybody else. Uh, Class move by the Dodgers. Very much so. You don't see a lot of franchises moving in baseball like you used to. Well, let me compare uh, that. Let, let me, so good, for, good for the Dodgers. Let me contrast that with, uh, you know, there's a way, if you're not a very high-profile individual, there's ways to become high-profile very quickly. Uh, most of those involve negativity. I wouldn't know a whole lot about being high-profile okay. there. Uh, well, the Ohio State, and this is the first for the edge, and I dare say for Sports Talk 97.7, uh, the Ohio State University women's water polo team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that perennial power that I know all you water polo fans out there. I didn't even know they had water How polo does the women's water polo team at Ohio State deserve a mention on the edge? I'll tell you how. After Ohio State was throttled by the uh, now apparently dangerous and much better and improved Iowa Hawkeyes squad. The Ohio State women's water polo team, which had a whopping 546 followers prior to this tweet, uh, tweets out this. Uh, Ohio State University Scarlet beats Wisconsin 20-2. to It's about their water polo victory. <laughs> At least one Ohio State team knows how to win at Urban Meyer. Oh, my God. They call out Urban Meyer and compare the water polo team who knows how to win to the Ohio State football program who uh, just got shellacked by, oh, by the way, they deleted the tweet later. Uh, uh, you got to love it. I'm sure the AD Ohio State's thrilled with that one. Uh, now, now let me tell you how that conversation went, okay? You're the AD at Ohio State, and somebody walks in like, man, you won't believe what our water polo team just tweeted out on football. And the, the athletic director for Ohio State goes, what, we have a water polo team? What did they tweet out? He's going to go, you do that again, and none of you will be swimming in the uh, Olentangy River. Now. I don't think that the Ohio State athletic director could pick the water polo team out of a police lineup. Probably so. Um, but, again, that's uh, that, that's showing them. Um, goodness gracious alive. Well, that's How about the water polo? Terry, I tried, I tried to tell you Ohio State was drunk with money when I visited up there. They and still having, are. The fact that they have a water polo team just reinforces that. Um, good. They probably got a question. The water polo squad. Goodness gracious. You know it's bad when the water polo squad is throwing shade at you. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like. I mean, what's next? The ping pong team? At least our ping pong team knows how to win. And I got experience with a ping pong team. You know that. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, you want to talk about a strong – I mean, hey, we've got bass fishing out here at ULM. So they're I mean, good. But look, they're good. good. Yeah. yeah, they're good. But they're not throwing shade at anybody no, else. They, 
impressive looking uniforms, by the way. Our, our the bass fishing team at ULM is very impressive. Uh, Natalie dressed, I might say, representing well. But they kind of, you know, as they say, they know how to stay in their lane pretty good. I, you know, and, look, uh, I got one of my kids that worked for me um, over on East Washington that's on the bass fishing team. I bought a couple T-shirts from him. He loves it. He loves it. It's a great, look. I'm all for kids doing what they want to do, but really, Ohio State. The women's team, you're going to throw shade at the football team? Seriously, at least one team knows how to win. Well, they lost like five games in three years. I dare say the water polo team, without actually looking into the records, Jamie, uh, probably not as dominant maybe as the football team. Just just a guess on my part. Boy, you know, Terry, I was going to ask you uh, if you were, weren't busy this weekend. I was going to try to catch the uh, the uh, Sterlington Bastrop uh, water polo game uh, later this weekend. But uh, I, I think you uh, – they have a hangnail or something that has to be surgically extracted, but um, that is that is something that you know if you're a sport of that magnitude. And don't notice I said magnitude. Um, what do you like? You said the uh, athletic director goes. We have a water polo team. <laughs> Wait a minute, go, go. hold on here. Who's the coach there? <laughs> like it'd be Jane Smith. Who? Jane. Why Jane Smith? Get her in here. Get her in here. We're, how many followers? Five hundred and four. Who are you? I'm James Smith. Oh, <laughs> goodness gracious, alive! Well, hey, um, you know it's a little little tough. Got a few weeks here for Urban and the Buckeyes, uh, but so for Penn State. And what's the difference? Uh, James Franklin <laughs> oh, makes this player go shake hands. Get this! Get this! I just I was curious to see. Wait, wait, there's more. No, I was curious to see what the water polo team's record was. So go to osuwaterpolo.com. Their site. Currently, the site is unavailable. So they, uh, you don't think that's the, that's Urban Meyer going? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's see how you do. Currently, on a, you know that doesn't. You know, athletic directors and, and athletic departments they kind of like harmony, don't they? They do. They do. They like even if you're, uh, you know, uh, a minor sport. And I would. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want minor. Sport. I don't want. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings out there if they're a big water water polo follower, but. I would consider that kind of a minor sport or non-revenue producing. Let, let, let's and, define revenue producing. Football and men's basketball. That's it. Yep. That, that, that's the line. In extremely few cases, baseball breaks even. Right. Nothing else comes close, folks. LSU kind of makes money. Uh, uh, very little. Yep. Very, 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 very. And that's just that's yep. not a knock on anybody. Guys, that's just the truth. It is. That, that's just the truth. Well, but hey, now you've got. I'm. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be following oh. Ohio State water. Oh uh, well, here's the here's the issue. Uh, <laughs> I just pulled up their huddle account. They have one follower. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also a club team, oh. so they're in the same organization that governs lawn dart and uh, I don't know backgammon. So the university doesn't. Uh, they're a club sport, but they know how to win. Yeah, they do. And when they put a drubbing on somebody, twenty to two, it matters two. Wisconsin? Yep. Boy, you know, I think I think they'll probably athletic they'll probably be playing their next home match in the Old Tangy River beside the uh the stadium there. And he's probably pretty nippy this time of year in the Old Tangy. And um, I think that's how they'll be banished for their uh uh bad behavior. Egregious behavior. Yes. Well, Speaking of egregious behavior. We got more. We got more. Um uh, Recently reinstated on double secret probation mm-hmm. to quote a longstanding uh, Animal House line. Double secret, double secret probation. <laughs> Our friend and yours, Josh Gordon of uh, look. Unless he was on the Bengals, it could be any better. Of the Cleveland Browns, 
Josh Gordon has recently given the recently reinstated on double secret probation. Josh Gordon has recently given a interview to GQ magazine. Uh, we're going to talk about this interview. Uh, and we'll come back. Uh, <laughs> you're not just when you think Josh Gordon, you know, he finally gets back in the league on double secret probation. <laughs> just when you think he's maybe ready to make a change. Oh, no, Josh says, hold my beer, no pun intended, and watch this one. Uh, Josh gives a way too revealing interview uh, to GQ Magazine. We're going to talk about that more. And if you're Roger Goodell in the NFL, or how about Hugh Jackson in the Browns? You're kind of a... uh, You're smashing your head, and this is the Browns that are smashing their head at the wall. And the Browns do this on a daily basis. Uh, this may actually be even better than the botched trade for A.J. McCarrick. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7 at the Edge. Terry Waller and Jamie Fox. Seven brought to you by Bobby Manning, attorney law. Tremendous source we get attorney. Specializes in criminal defense. We're all for that. Personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney law. Back with the Josh Gordon debacle, part 87, after this. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And welcome back to Sports Talk 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, The Edge on a Tuesday. Jamie, sports has given us heroes throughout the, the, the life of sports, if you will. I mean, growing up, <laughs> Joe Namath for me. Bart Starr, Archie Manning. My favorite basketball guy was Walt Clyde Frazier because I saw him on Captain Kangaroo when I was a kid. Pete Maravich. Uh, then, you know, you get into the baseball, some of the Reggie Jacksons, uh, Johnny Bench. Uh, well, back I, in the day, Ty Cobb. J- j- well, yeah, I'm not quite that old. But Joe yeah, Morgan, uh, dare I say Pete Rose, was before he gambled on everything. But at any rate, uh, before he's having sex with 14-year-olds, uh, but we also have the other side of the story. We have the redemptive story. The Ray Lewises who have overcome things in their past to become productive members of society. Uh, you see so many guys that went through drug rehab and have come out of it. Uh, and so you have both sides of the story. And then we have Josh Gordon, who was recently reinstated by the NFL. By the way, it's important to note in this story, this is prior to the details of his GQ interview coming out. I'm going to read you a couple uh, excerpts from his uh, recently to be uh, made public GQ magazine interview. And if any of these don't know out there, GQ's Gentleman's Quarterly. Gentleman's Quarterly. Yes. Uh, This is a gentleman doing the interview. Josh said that he has used drugs or alcohol or both before every NFL game he has ever played in. Now, now, in fairness, Josh hasn't played the NFL game in two years because he's been suspended because... He takes drugs and alcohol. Uh, anyway, his quote was this. We would stay at the team hotel, and then players are allowed to go back home, get what they need, and then go to the game. So I'd leave the hotel early in the morning, go home, eat breakfast, uh, do my little ritual, whatever it may be, some weed, some alcohol, both, then go to the game. And I'd definitely be partying every game, win or lose, every single game. Josh said he began taking drugs in the seventh grade, continued in college, and even did some before every game he played in 2013, in which he led the league in receiving while playing 14 games. Uh, when I got into the league, I think they had their doubts at the very beginning. But the day they drafted me, they had to know there was some type of risk involved. I don't think they specifically knew, but I'm sure they had their doubts. I missed a lot of meetings, showed up late a lot of times. Eyes were probably bloodshot. 
but I guess you really couldn't draw a definite conclusion because I was evasive enough and because nobody told me anything. Well, that's because you're a grown man and you're expected to act like a professional. Uh, Gordon said he's different now, but he's, he went to a lengthy rehab for himself, not for someone else. Um, it's called future employment. Okay. He also moved to Gainesville, Florida, because he could not take the harassment from the Browns fan in Cleveland. Uh, quoting here, living in Cleveland was sometimes a nightmare. Okay, Josh, I'm with you on that, brother. Uh, I've been harassed, had drinks thrown at me. No word is if he tried to pick the drinks up or catch them in air to consume them. Uh, I've been followed in the grocery store, heckled everywhere. If the game's people harass me and heckle my brothers and mom. My brothers got into fights in the stands. Cars have been jumped on and somebody dented the hood of my car. People are always throwing money at me, pennies to break the windows. So Cleveland was rough, dude. Uh, Hugh Jackson. Hugh, how do you respond to this? You're the head coach. And he's like, great. Like, my life could get any worse. We can't even get a quarterback in here that's not very good to replace the guys that are god-awful that I have in the lineup. Why don't I take this job? So, anyway, Hugh, what's your response? So, you said, and I'm quoting here, this is good. I think Josh was letting things out, uh, if that's what was said. <laughs> I think he was cleansing himself of the past. And I get that a little bit. But, again, I think he said what he felt he needed to say. Uh, let me translate that. Dear God, I got no idea why he said that. And why are you asking me? Because your guess is as good as mine. That's the Walter translation of uh, his quote. It's also he's also saying we are zero and eight. We are the worst team in the in, history in, of football. In the history of football, and I I am so desperate. I'm willing to take Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon back, who has been higher than most clouds on a good day, and has drank more than Mo- Terry. Can you imagine still having a chance? You're so talented that you still have a chance after being out of the league because you can't quit smoking dope or drink well. No, 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 no. Not smoking dope or drinking outside. You're doing it before the game. Well, here's the thing. Is this this burning a blunt during halftime or what? But, Terry. I got to go to the bathroom, man. I'll be back. It it could have been synthetic marijuana could have been synthetic it i could don't have been, think so jb it could have been i don't know he could have had a you know a, it could have been a mai tai versus a, a you know a, a, a bourbon and coke i don't know but he found a way to make it work he not only was high and drunk before he played played he was productive during the, yes he led the league in receptions now here's what's even funnier guess where he went to school baylor so it's baylor's fault so it's Catholics and convicts this weekend in Baptist versus Josh. <laughs> I mean, here's I, 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 I Baylor's great. I mean, Waco great. But I mean, let's let's face it, folks. Baylor doesn't exactly put out good Baptist all the time, at least on the football team. And there's a lot of good Baptists that out there. Could have went anywhere. So I'm, uh, I'm going to have a Baylor alumni call it front to lynch me. But yeah, Hugh Jackson also said, "Look, I, I got to know that Josh Gordon is not trying to talk his way into being released with this interview." Interesting perspective. With this interview, is Josh Gordon trying to get his release or waived so he can sign with another team? Well, how'd that work out for Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> uh, I don't. I do need to feel comfortable that he's not trying to do that. I don't think he is. If he's coming back to play football, I think he knows he needs to play football here. That's right. The purgatory of the NFL is the appropriate place for Josh Gordon, the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Belichick made that point last year. Got a problem? 
I'll send you to Cleveland, which is roughly the equivalent of sending somebody to the Russian gulag. Okay, now, now Josh, I'm not one to be a, an authority on on employment and, and what to do, but let me just give you an old a bit of advice from an old cranky 57 year old. Um, you've got a chance, probably point centinthia of whatever the population has, to get a career back that you blew. No pun intended. <laughs> No pun intended. Smoke and, and whatever. You don't have that many options out there. You may believe, oh, a free agent, I'm going to pick up Josh Gordon. I'll be able to name my place. All I'm saying is read the headlines, my friend. And if you think you've got that kind of leverage with your track record, I would suggest your agent, if you have one, contact the Saskatchewan Rough Riders or the Hamilton Tiger Cats. You know who's had success in doing this? That's going to be your next place of employment if you don't go to Cleveland. You know who's had success in rehabbing people? It's John Lucas. Yeah. Got a big treatment facility down in Houston. John Lucas himself was an addict. He's had a, and John Lucas does a great job with youth basketball down there now. Yeah. A lot of the high-level guys go down there and train with him. No pun intended. No, no. No, they're, they're very good players. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't need to throw that one out there. That was too easy. But, you know, Joshua, what is the – do you hope he succeeds? Do you hope he – at what point does giving this interview, what purpose does that serve? Maybe Hugh Jackson is on to something. Maybe he is, in fact, trying to get released. So, obviously, he doesn't like Cleveland, which I can't blame him. Even drunk and high, he doesn't like Cleveland, which that might be the only way to fully appreciate Cleveland. Uh, does somebody else take a chance? It's risk to reward, Jamie. It's absolute risk or reward. You know, I know you caught a bunch of passes in 2014. But if we can't trust, it's, it's the Pac-Man Jones thing with Jerry Jones deal. Yeah. Jerry hired security to protect him from himself and others. He ends up getting a fight with his own security. Jerry Jones bounced him. He's went to Cincinnati. He called Cincinnati a playoff game a couple years ago because he acted like an idiot. And Cincinnati, it seems to accumulate idiots. Uh, perfect and all that group. And, and you feel bad for the uh, – is it Marv Lewis that's there? And you yeah, feel I mean, bad for some of those people. But, again, if that's who you put on your team, idiots and criminals are the most predictable people in society, Jamie. They do criminal and stupid things. A stupid prod tells somebody this morning we're having a conversation. A leopard rarely changes its spots. True. If you're a criminal, it's pretty easy to predict what your behavior is going to be. You know? you got guys that run around on their wife. That's what they do. They might be good guys. They run around on their wife. It's not like they're going to stop. Gamblers gamble. It's Tiger. what they do. Tiger Woods stop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, Tiger. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Tell her what you did. Tell her what you did. <laughs> um, Terry, I, I, this this is really defies. I don't I don't know how we really, you know, those of us out there who are struggling to make a, a you know a car payment and a and a mortgage and you know, we would love to, LSU. We would love to be able to go to our employer right now and say, "Hey, I need another ten. I need a ten thousand dollar raise, or twenty thousand. I mean, most of us don't have that kind of leverage. And here's a guy who was leading the NFL in receiving it. Doesn't matter, Jamie. He's had, and he's still he's destroyed his body his whole life and still been able to make a living using it. Um, unbelievable. This this defies description. And now he's trying to dictate. You know, again. Uh, the World Series versus the NFL right now. Right now, the World Series outdrew the NFL. Good for them. 
well, we got another NFL. We're going to take a break. But NFL, you need to get your act together. Josh Gordon's of the world are not helping your case. NFL threw down some serious, serious penalties yesterday for the fighting over the weekend. Actually, they did, uh, which completely defies any sort of logic. Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll get into that. Even the NCAA is going, really? They're pretty inconsistent with their, with their mediation of uh, discipline. So, crazy stuff. At any rate, you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, The Edge. This segment brought to you by friends at Jimmy Cooley, reminding you to support a, a worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, John Tabor running the show of death. couple texts out here. Tyler uh, is not going with your synthetic idea, Jamie. He's not, he's not buying it? Yeah, no shot. Uh, well, uh, somebody else who suggesting maybe another more obscure sport would be curling. I'm just going with ping pong. I like curling. I enjoy curling. It is great if you're on a Sunday afternoon nap and you kind of... Uh, Vito, you sent me something. I think you sent me a picture, but it's like gibberish, so uh, try that one again if you can. Uh, Richie and Bimble. Hey, and, and you know, Richie, you might have a point. Maybe Josh Gordon really has changed and has seen no reason to lie about his past any longer. The first step in overcoming any problem is admitting you have a problem or you had a problem. I choose to wait and see what he does from here before I cast judgment. Uh, true, as an employer, though, I think the best predictor of the future is the past. Hopefully Josh Gordon has his act together. Are you, as an NFL team, willing to take that risk as a big-money uh, player? And obviously the Browns need all the help they can get. Well, Terry, I think you and I are both big believers in second chances, right? maybe even third chances. But 87 chances, that's kind of what Josh Gordon is getting. And he hasn't even played in two years. He's getting an opportunity that none of us would ever get. I mean, literally all of us wouldn't have an opportunity he's being given. And he's trying to dictate where he's going to play, not even the fact that he's getting an opportunity. That's my only problem with this. I'm, I'm actually glad, maybe, and I hope Richie's correct, that he's really – you know, he's put everything down, and he's going to, you know, be, uh, you know, a productive member of society, first of all. Uh, the guy's talented. I mean, he's been doing this, as you indicated in the interview. He's been doing this to his body since he's seven years old. And now he's a grown man and still couldn't – and played the game time. Uh, you know, listen, I know people – there's a lot of people that can can uh, take, a, take a few hits every day and perform very well. I understand that. But um, – Generally, you don't want to do that if your employer generally frowns upon that during the work day. Um, and that's the problem with Josh. I don't know. This may be a point where, uh, you know, the tipping point's going to be is what is his skill level after being out for two years. I think he really goes – I think he's eligible to return November 27th. He, right now he has rejoined the team. He can restart. He's still got to wait to November 20th. I believe, to uh, be fully involved in team activities. But I will just say this. If I'm Josh Gordon, I'm eternally grateful I'm being given this opportunity, even if it's in Cleveland. And I've got a chance to jumpstart my career again after being out for two years. And, uh, you know, 
I will say this, that's a very talented, very lucky young man. If he can come in and be productive in the NFL after being out for two years and putting his body through what it's been through, but hopefully he is, uh, he's in good shape. And, uh, obviously he's been, you know, as you said, moved away, trying to get away from outside influences, but the, the influence he's got is not, the problem he's got is not really with the Cleveland fans. It's, staying out of trouble so now he's got an opportunity to to as richie said he can almost reinvent himself larry monroe uh cleveland should be the new home for colin kaepernick make it work you know that might be a win-win if you're cleveland what do you have to lose uh, and we're getting ready to talk about this in veto corleone what happened in the nfl this weekend was a disgrace and the fact that the NFL and the referees in those games, except for the Bengals game, didn't eject those players. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, I think Mike Evans is going to sit out this week. But, yeah, I mean, again, another, I think, somewhat of a black eye for the NFL, which is, you know, Roger Goodell's what I call selectively enforces discipline. Um, well, here, here's the deal. So, it, it, you know, they are their own worst enemies. You can't put this one on the fans or anybody else. The NFL has done this to themselves. A.J. Green from the Bengals yeah. and Jaguars quarterback Jalen Ramsey got into a altercation. Jalen Ramsey sort of instigated it. Uh, A.J. Green way overreacted, body slammed him. Yeah. The whole deal there. Uh, they'll both get a $30,000 fine, fighting first defense in the, in the league, but no, no suspensions. And um, then we have Mike Evans, who cheap-shotted Marshawn Lattimore. He was suspended for one game, and he was very sorry and all this and the other. Uh, what about Jameis Winston coming off the bench, though, and slapping Latimer Jameis Winston, he, he, Jameis, if you have Jameis Winston on your team, as talented as he is, and he's a talented player, it, it's, it's, it's Johnny Manziel that's more skilled. But there is a situation, right? There, there's your next one. There's your next, you know, and when he was questioned as to why Mike Evans did it, you know what? You know what Winston's response was? He was protecting his quarterback, taking no responsibility whatsoever for his actions, coming off the bench and instigating. He, I'm sorry, but I'm going to give. I'm Evans, sorry, but I'm going to give a pass. You know, it could be true. That's what Evans saw was Lattimore pushing Winston back. But Winston put himself, came off the bench, put himself, missed him the first time, came back and slapped him a second time. Evans saw that, came in and, and took, and yeah, he, he admitted, but Evans manned up and said, yeah, you know, I was wrong. It was a dumb play on my part. I shouldn't have done it. I lost my left emotion. But Winston says he was protecting his quarterback. You know, well, he's going he's gonna to like licking those first, you know, he, he tasted a win, which that's also made the rounds about how ridiculous his pregame hype speech was. Uh, Jamie, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The most important position in sports, if you're a professional sports team, arguably even a college team, but professional sports is your quarterback. If you ha- you can have immaturity. Josh Gordon is immature and substance-ridden as that guy is. People will take a chance on him because all he's got to do is catch the ball. Cowher said it best. Wide receivers are the icing on the cake. Yeah. They are. They're not the nuts and bolts to the car. They're the flashy rims. Now, are they nice? Yeah. I mean, look at the guy's rims over there. It's what's under the hood that counts. Teams are built from the from the lines. you got to have a big-time quarterback. you got to have offensive and defensive lines. Everything else is icing. So, Josh Gordon is jacked up as he is. People will take that. 
Jameis Winston, Cam Newton. You're seeing Mac, Matt Ryan coming out to reality this year. After How many times have we seen this the last two, two Super Bowl quarterbacks? Cam Newton, amazing year. Takes Carolina to the Super Bowl. They lose. Matt Ryan, amazing year. Takes Atlanta to the Super Bowl. They collapse in biblical fashion. The next year those guys come back, not nearly as good. So this is a common thread. You can have really good players play at extraordinarily high level, but it's not sustainable, which makes you appreciate the fact that what Aaron Rodgers does every year, what Tom Brady does every year, what Drew Brees does every single year, uh, Dak, it remains to be seen, Dak Prescott. Uh, we'll see what happens there, but there's a handful of quarterbacks in the league. Can Deshaun Watson get to that level? We'll see. But those guys who do it every single year, Drew Brees, every single year, they're really, really good. But if you have, but what do they have in common? They have stability. They have maturity. They command the locker room. They're part of management, if you will, and people play for them. You have immaturity. You have juvenile hijinks. You're going to have a up and down. You're going to have a Jekyll and Hyde team, which is what you have in all these teams that have, uh, you know, prima donnas and quarterbacks that are just really they're they're so up and down that your your franchise will never get past that. Terry, I think those the success is, you know, really based upon a a lot of things. One is I think you know your even Carson Wentz who played I believe at North Dakota State or somewhere like that. Um, South Dakota State, whatever. But North, anyway, yeah, North Dakota. one of the most you know obscure places you could finally play, but at the same time had success, stayed all four or five years. Peyton Manning did the same thing. Tom Brady did the same thing. Drew Brees did the same thing. You know, uh, Johnny Manziel left early. Uh, so did uh, you know Cameron Newton. He had another year. Jameis Winston had another two years. Um, they weren't ready. They weren't ready for the limelight. And then, you know, Deshaun Watson, I think, may be – he left early one year at Clemson, but I think he'll be the the uh, exception because I think he's mature enough to handle it. Um, obviously, these other people weren't. Uh, Dak Prescott was at Mississippi State for four years at least. And so you're seeing them come into the league with what – you know, and, and general managers, this is what they look for. I mean – they give tests before the draft and everything. They're looking for things, and even even then, they make mistakes. Uh, you know, they want to know everything from their you know academic record to their you know drug record to what kind of dogs they like to what kind of do they like cats or dogs or do they not like cats? I mean, they do everything in these in these NFL combines to try to find you know a chink in the armor. And yet, here's Josh Gordon after two years still giving given a chance. So. That just goes to tell you, uh, those who are doubting everything out there, why maybe Colin Kaepernick's not signed at this point or whatever, uh, NFL owners, let's face it, they're in it to make money. Um, they're going to put on the – no matter how good or bad a player is, they're going to put on the on the field what's going to generate revenue. And at this point, Josh Gordon is obviously such a commodity of what he can do that he's worth taking a chance on. Um, now, will it pan out? We don't know. But if you're Cleveland, you've got no other options. You're willing to take a guy that has been out of the league for two years with substance abuse issues and give him another chance uh, because he still obviously uh, can handle it uh, as far as his ability, his, his ability to catch the ball. 
as you said, Terry, there are guys selling cars right now that are drunk every day that go out and sell 30 cars a month. And those are the ones that are, and or they go out and can sell whatever. Not necessarily cars, but whatever they do, they're very good at. And people are willing to take chances on that. We come back, by the way, uh, Sean says, hey, Evans is appealing that suspension. Yeah, big surprise there. Good luck there. Uh, well, in light, I'm sure, by what the uh, punishment that was given to A.J. Green. Russell said, maybe if weed is allowed, the players will be hugging instead of slugging. Puff, puff, pass. Uh, or they could cut him and wash their hands of it, let somebody else deal with him. Uh, you're Cleveland, there is nobody else. Uh, the biggest problem is that the players don't see anything wrong with this kind of behavior. Uh, and, there's a lot. and Ryan also, uh, by the way, gave me the breakdown of the water polo team. He found the men's results, not the women's results. They have a good men's team. Not so sure of the women. At any rate, you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. We come back. I want to get into a college basketball story that's breaking. Uh, yet another guy who didn't get his money is trying to turn in a college basketball coach. Uh-oh. Uh, go figure. you got to pay these guys or less they'll try to ruin your reputation. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. This segment sponsored by our friends. At Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design, go see them on Tower Drive, Monroe, seven ninety nine. Tuesday's a great day to get a lunch. Pizza in a drink, tell Jay and company you heard it on Sports Talk 97.7. Back in a minute. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. Uh, last segment here on... Uh, Super Tuesday. A couple texts out there. Uh, Sean, Josh Gordon is doing damage control. Uh, his immaturity is biblical, has a biblical proportions, and his unwillingness to take accountability for his own poor judgment and choices has gotten him into a place of no credibility whatsoever, and deservedly so. Does he deserve another chance? No, he doesn't. If NFL wants to rehabilitate his image, let Gordon ease on down the road. No place for habitual defenders. Sam tells me, hey, someone else is another NFL team. Please take my problem, somebody would sign him. Or they could cut him and wash their hands with it. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Larry Monroe, what you have is the old school way of coaching is gone with the exception of Bill Belichick. In the days of Bill Parcells, this behavior would not be tolerated. I think Larry has a point. I think it's a societal deal now. Um, and then Russell tells me, hey, what do you think about Billy Kennedy, the job he's doing at Texas A&M, preseason top ten? Russell, Billy Kennedy is a, is a friend. We, I've known Billy a long time. Guy's an outstanding basketball coach, but he's a better person than he is basketball coach. I would have loved to seen LSU really, really go hard after Billy Kennedy. Uh, and I said he and I go way back. Good guy, top ten, very deservedly. Texas A&M didn't even realize they had basketball. Maybe till uh, I guess uh, he's done a great job. Ten with years program. or so, ten, fifteen yep. years ago, when uh, Billy Gillespie sort of changed things around, and then they they've been pretty successful ever since. But I do want to get into this story. And this is uh, Josh Pastner at Georgia Tech. There is a longtime friend of his named Ron Bell. This guy was an Arizona resident. Uh, by the way, Ron just recently got out of prison. That's germane to this story. Okay. Uh, at any rate, Ron, who's a longtime friend of former friend, that's probably a better way to put it, of Josh Pastner, has told CBS Sports he is the person who filed, who provided the benefits in violation of NCAA rules to two Georgia Tech basketball players. Georgia Tech announced last week, I think Thursday, that they had self-reported the violations of the NCAA, suspended both players indefinitely, but did not identify Bell or anyone else. 
Uh, it acknowledged the same person was responsible for all violations, and he was neither a booster nor an employee of Georgia Tech. So can it be proven that he was a representative of the athletic interest at Georgia Tech? That is the million-dollar question. According to the school, uh, one player accepted benefits of less than $525, and another kid accepted benefits of less than $750. Uh, Bell turned over the documents to CBS Sports to show he spent 233 bucks on a plane ticket for one, sent him three pair of shoes totaling uh, like 450 bucks, and two shirts for $56. He also provided CBS Sports with documents to show he spent another 240 bucks on another plane ticket for another kid, uh, two more pair of shoes, uh, and then ordered uh, $80 worth of New York Knicks apparel, which as bad as the Knicks are, that might be like three wardrobe boxes. At any rate, uh, Georgia Tech added it all up, and so they're they're doing this. But now Bell is coming out saying, hey, Georgia Tech's not telling the whole story here. I spent more than $500 on them, and whether it's $500 or $1, it doesn't matter. Anyway, why would Josh Pastner's friend turn on Josh Pastner for such things as a, there's but wait there's more but wait there's more uh bell is a recovering addict who spent four years in prison 2009 to 2013 and uh on october 2nd is the last day he spoke to pastor and bell said he believes pastor self-reported the violations when he did because the two had a falling out i'm gonna guess the conversation went something like this hey i've been in prison if you don't give me money i'm gonna tell people what I perceived that was done on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to tell them what you did, or I'm going to make stuff up, uh, whatever. And that's what happened. It was yeah. a shakedown for money. Imagine that, Ezekiel Elliott. They, these people go back two decades, though. Bell and Pastor met when they were at the University of Arizona. Uh, Bell had an uncle that was a big AAU guy in New York City. Uh, had people including Meta World Peace and Elton Brand, Chris Mullen, and Kenny Anderson. And so there was a big connection there. Uh, you know, it never ends. This is the Reggie Bush scenario where the felon came out and said, hey, I'm not getting my money, so I'm going to tell everybody. Well, and I think there's a lot of, you know, with, isn't that kind of what's uh, dominating the headlines now? I think, you know, a lot of people, and I'm not a big Ezekiel Elliott fan, and I know we're, you know, but because this is along the same lines regarding extortion and shakedowns, um, if you're in sport, you know, you're, you're subject to this. If you're somebody that makes a lot of money, uh, that's what, you know, you're going to be subjected to this. And that's why it's so important the maturity come into play. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if something comes out with, with Jameis Winston or Cameron Newton. You've already seen, you know, shady characters around them and um, making bad decisions. And this is a situation where Josh Passion, of course, used to be at Memphis. Right, I think he's at. Uh, is he? He's still with Georgia Tech, right? He's head coach at Georgia Tech, and uh, you know he's kind of uh, had an up and down career. I think he's been pretty successful. And Josh came up in, with the Houston Hoops, which is an AAU program his dad funded, and so Josh has always been on the very high end of things, if you will. And am I making excuses? No. Am I not making excuses? No. That's just the perception out there. Uh, and again, how many times do you see people that are going, "Hey, pay me," or "I'm going to." Either A, tell what you've done or what I think you've done, or I'm going to make stuff up. You see it happen all the time. Yeah, unfortunately, Terry, this is, and you know it better than anybody, this is the uh, this is the dirty laundry of college sports. Uh, you can't just subject it to the NFL. There's a lot of uh, 
things going on. I don't know at some point what the uh, what the answer is, but obviously the AAU program is responsible. I think where a lot of this got started, you've got the seven on seven. So shoe companies, Jamie. Yeah, shoe companies. They're dictating everything, and you've taken kids that are most of these, a lot of these kids, I should say, are coming from impoverished backgrounds, ripe for, uh, how shall I say, illegal activities, and it happens every day. Well, don't know the answer. I don't don't even pretend to have the answer, but I do know that it's uh, it does put a stain on a on a really something we really all enjoy. I know the Fox family does. College football is huge, but uh, there's a lot of dirty things going on behind the scenes. Uh, let me tell you one: uh, the Fire Butch Jones people not so much of a good weekend for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the empty Neyland Stadium hashtag for homecoming. Unfortunately, 95,000 people showed up for the Tennessee game, so the orchestrators of that had pretty much the same success that Antifa had this weekend, uh, not so much. And so, but I will say this, in their defense, Neyland holds 110. Yep. So they did manage to chase a few away. Um, I don't know, Terry. I mean, that wasn't a – I mean, Southern Miss is a decent team, but – Tennessee has got some problems, no doubt about Tennessee it. Tennessee has Florida. issues, Jamie. Yeah, they do. And, Tennessee uh, has issues. Could, did you see where Marcus Spears said there could be as many as six SEC openings? Yes, six. That's that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I don't care if you are Butch Jones. Said, Fire everybody. I mean, I'm not saying it, but I mean, I don't think Jim McElwain was necessarily fired for wins and losses. Let's just say that. But there had to be something where, you know, obviously he – they projected that he was lying. You know who's laughing maniacally after they got throttled by Missouri? Jim McElwain. Yeah. Is cra- he's shark fishing as we speak, cracking open a coal and just laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, I don't think McElwain is. I think he kind of wanted out, apparently. I, you, know, you never can tell. You're close to kids. You always are. Yeah, I think he hates. He probably misses uh, coaching the, the players. But, I mean, dealing with uh, and Scott Strickland, those of you who were thinking, and I thought the same way, that Mullins would be a natural shoe, and found out that Mullins and Strickland weren't exactly <laughs> on great terms. So we'll see where that floor well, is. Let me, let me leave you with this one. Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez. You know, Wisconsin, oh, yeah. who's inherited the worst schedule in America next to Puerto Rico State, uh, was on the College Football Playoff Selection Committee for the first three years. He's not on it now. But he came out the other day and said, look, I'm going to be shocked. If the 13-member group this year left out an undefeated Power 5 conference champion because of its weak non-conference schedule, uh, who should he be talking about? None other than his Wisconsin Badgers, who play a very, very difficult schedule highlighted by Swartz Junior High, Logtown, and the ever-competitive homecoming game with Bowley. Uh, Wisconsin, I mean, Iowa fans making fun of them, but... Uh, yeah, Wisconsin, so Barry Alvarez saying, hey, look, if they're undefeated and they're a conference champion, I mean, they had to beat one person on the other side of the conference. Uh, Barry Alvarez said, I think it would be very difficult to do is to leave them out. If you're a power five and you're undefeated, uh, you're not going to be in the final four? I don't see that. That would shock me. Well, if here, here's Wisconsin's schedule real quick. To break. Now, granted, uh, let's go quickly. We'll do this because we don't have much time. I'm going to give you a 1 to 10 rate, rating of their. They got uh, Iowa next. Okay, but we'll, we'll start from the start. 1 being just god awful, 10 being legitimate. Really good. Uh, let's, okay, we Utah State at home, FAU at home, at BYU. You haven't even got to a 5 yet. Northwestern? No. At Nebraska? Yeah. Purdue? Yeah. Maryland? <laughs> 
at Illinois, <laughs> at Indiana, the last three are Iowa, Michigan, and Minnesota. You're very, you're, oh. And, of course, granted, they didn't know that all this would be. But Mississippi State and Kentucky. A lot of Good people. stuff, man. Uh, been fun with the day. Uh, <laughs> Sam says he was a feminine hygiene product. That's why he was fired. I'm editing that, Sam. I don't know about to say that on the air, but you're right. You've been listening to the Edge, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. I got another one. It was pretty good. I can't read. Uh, we do appreciate you. We do appreciate the smarminess of it. I, I appreciate it. At any rate, uh, John Tabor running the board. Thanks to Jamie Fox. They are sponsors. Uh, Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. GB Cooley. Spinebell. Pamper the special people in your life. Spinebell. 807-1060. Lemmy Lane in Monroe. Powerworks. GB Cooley.